This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to the Coins and Connections podcast, where we explore all things books, business, and bullshit. My favorite bees. Now let's get into today's episode. To the Coins and Connections podcast, it is season one, episode one, and today I am joined by my business bestie, India. India Lindsay is a professional author, editor, and ghostwriter, the CEO of a writing agency called The Right Touch. She is the author of Something of My Own, How to Start Your First Online Business, a short ebook on venturing into the world of online business, Revenge, a suspense novel, and Closure, a romance novel, as well as the author of many other business books. India has a strong passion for entrepreneurship, social media marketing, and branding, most recently venturing into designing journals. Her motto is good things happen to those who hustle. So guys, welcome India to the podcast. Hey girl. Hey girl. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited um, just to have you on our first brand new episode of the season. And yes. a little backstory, me and India have been like India, uh, I'm about to say India friends, <laughs> internet <laughs> friends for like four years. Um, yes. And we've only met once. <laughs> we've only met once in person. Almost, but... almost met twice, but we missed each yeah. other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, we've had a really good uh, friendship and we made a lot of money together. Okay. Um, and we've definitely helped each other a lot in business and even when I reached out to her to do this episode and I'm like girl can you record early in the morning she's like uh girl I don't even wake up that early (laughs) so (laughs) thank you for getting up um and recording with me today all right so I just want you to just quickly tell the people a little bit um about your business Okay, so um, I wear a lot of hats. I'm passionate about a lot of things, but um, my biggest baby, I guess I'll say, is my writing agency, The Right Touch. And so um, with that, uh, we do, like, academic ghostwriting. It's mostly a ghostwriting writing agency. So that takes up a bulk of my time. Then I am an author. I do have several books published under my name. And then most recently, I started venturing into journaling, which is something that you introduced me to last year, but I really wasn't really on the train yet. I was like, okay, I'll get to that one day. And then when I finally had the time to do it, it was like, okay, like this is something that I can actually do. It's fun and it it generates money really quickly. So that has kind of taken my focus so far. Um, And I've grown with that doing the pre-made and, you know, designing journeys for other customers. So um, that's where I am right now as far as uh, career. (laughs) Yeah, so that's like a little bit of advice. Um, If you don't have a friend in your life that is putting you on some money moves, you might need to get rid of them. 
Okay. Um, and which song reminds you of an X and Y? Um, I would say Justin Bieber's song. It's like, I think it's called Hold On Tight. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that was a, a X and uh That was like our song. But that was like ah. years ago. <laughs> All right. So the last question is, if you are stranded on a desert island, what three items would you want to have with you? A desert island. It's probably no Wi-Fi there, right? So probably not. <laughs> so I probably would bring a book, a journal. Um, what's my third thing? A book, a journal, maybe a candle. Girl, no food. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> you be starving. You be eating the paper yeah. out the damn book.
it's something they don't really need at the moment. So they may, you know, save it. They may think about it. They may forget about it. So, yeah, my, I prefer to do Instagram influencer ads. They've gave, given me a really great turnaround. Um, side note, before I ran my business, I used to run a social media agency uh, where we did marketing for different companies. And um, I, in college, I studied corporate communication. So I knew all about marketing. I knew all about social media, advertising, print, print marketing. I knew the whole gist of everything. And so I used what I learned in school to, to open my agency. And, you know, we work with big influencers like um, the girls on Love and Hip Hop. Um, this is when, you know, social media wasn't was just, just starting. starting. It was when the idea of influencers was just starting. So yeah. people didn't know that you can, we, you know, hired Dreyer. We hired um, the people from Love and Hip Hop. You, you know, it was it was really easy to just, yeah. you know, contact these people's manager. And it's still easy They today. had their bios in their Instagram page back then because I had, I remember right. I made like a whole list. And, you know, it was so simple, like, you know, it was like Drea at Gmail, like simple stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had like a book with so many influencers, like email address. And, and I got like when I was making like earrings and stuff, I got them to like Sunshine Anderson and Little Mo and like Little Mo wore it on stage <laughs> with Fabulous. So like it was so easy back then. Um, and then, you know, you could let them like send them a few items and let them pick whatever they want to wear. Like even the girls from Bad Girls Club. A lot of that stuff was so much easier back then. Um, now it's like a, a fight. <laughs> yep, I remember um, one of the girls from, I think Tanisha Thomas um, Thompson. Yeah, I think that's Tanisha Thomas. She um she didn't even charge me. Like a lot of people didn't even charge you. You just just could send them something free or yep. ask them suppose something for you, and they did because they didn't even understand. You know, oh, I have this platform and I can charge for mm-hmm. it. Now go to an influencer. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll post this for 20 minutes for $200. They, you know, they know their value. You know, they know they have a million people that's following that, you know, at least 20 yeah. are going to buy it. So they know their worth. But back then it was like, okay, it was so new. Influencing <laughs> so new that people didn't really know what well, this is like four or five years ago. People didn't know. And so, yeah, I um, think even farther than that, probably a little yeah, bit more like, long. Yeah. 2013, 2014 was when I had yeah. my well, yeah when I had my agency. So it was really early days on social media. But that's the other thing that I love about social media. You can go right to the influencer. Mm-hmm. They can give you their rate sheet. Um, they'll send you analytics, all of that, and you know you're you're able to go right to the source versus going through a middleman, which is yeah. you know Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever platform you're on. Yeah. So have you basically been real successful with using influencers basically by um, making sure they lined up with your target audience? Yes. Um, Like, for instance, I I think that people should go to, you know, their target audience, not necessarily something like if you sell hair, you don't want to advertise with a hair company, obviously, because they they already have that. But if you sell hair. Perhaps you can look at somebody who maybe has, you know, a high fashion. They have a lot of people in your demographic. Say your demographic is 
24 to 32 year old and you find somebody who is like a fashion guru um of course that target audience will likely need hair too so that's somebody that you can market with of course look at the analytics and look at you know who are really engaging with them but try to like cross promote on and try to figure out where your audience is hanging that's what i i try to find it as look where your audience is hanging out at for me like a lot of my target audience is maybe 20 to 30 um so i do advertise with a lot of the um comedy pages because that's where my audience hangs out at mm-hmm. and so there's you know you want to have your ads in places that people would not think to look at and it, it's not the influencer's job to get their jobs just to get people to you it's similar to um you know how tv ads used to be back in the day you look on a tv ad you know it's not their job to get you um people to it's it's their job to get the product in front of your consumer and it's your job to turn the sale into that yeah so um basically like on what platform do you see um yourself receiving the most sales from from looking at you like um your like just reviewing your sales uh what platform do you receive the most sales from um when i do marketing i receive the most sales from instagram mm-hmm. um when i'm and I'll get an Instagram, I'll get people on my mailing list, I'll get people on my DMs, I'll get, you know, people sharing my posts, I'll get that on Instagram. But um, if the sales are organic, mostly they come from Facebook. Yeah, so do you normally, like, does it happen to be, like, cross-promoting? Like, they'll find you on Instagram, and then they'll maybe come over to find you on Facebook, or vice versa, like, if they saw you on Twitter, next thing you know, they're following you on Instagram and Facebook. Yep, yep. Um, they do follow me everywhere. They'll get on my mailing list. They're googling me personally. They, <laughs> they nosy. <laughs> yeah, this time I, they like, oh, who owns this company? Who is this? Like, I've had people email me and said, oh, I use a company, so I googled you, and I found this article about you, and I was just like, what the heck? So yeah, they're nosy. They they find me on every um platform, and then um. I haven't, I know there is a special software that can, you know, retain all of these, like if somebody finds you on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, you know, it'll lead to Twitter, Facebook, all of that, but I have not installed that type of software yet, but um, it is a software that, you know, if someone clicks your ad on Instagram, and I, we've all seen it, because I just did it the other day with, um, I can't remember the brand, but I saw the brand on Instagram, I clicked on their website, I did not um, buy it. I clicked off the website. I get on Facebook. It's an ad on Facebook. It's an ad on Oh, Twitter. yeah. Retargeting ads. Oh, yeah. Yes. Retargeting. <laughs> so, um, you know, I haven't really implemented that, but I'm sure if I do, you know, it'll be the same with customers yeah. trying to and, find. And normally people, um, they they can retarget their consumers or people who visited their Facebook by Facebook Pixel. So most websites do have like a spot where you can put um, the Facebook Pixel. And all of this is held in the Facebook Business Manager. So if you're running ads um, from Facebook uh, to Instagram, never just boost a post. Like that's a whole new episode, but you should be using your Facebook Business Manager um, getting your Facebook pixel and uh, adding it to your website along with your uh, Google and analytics, 
what is it? Analytics. Because I always choke up on that goddamn word. <laughs> I just started but, using Google. Um, I just started using Google Ads like last yeah. month, and it, it did really well. Like, uh, yeah. So I've been playing with all types of advertising everywhere. I'm like, I want people to see me on YouTube everywhere. Like, they, yeah. Um, it's one girl. It's one entrepreneur. When I say she has ads everywhere. It's like, dang, you know, you see, like, dang, <laughs> so do you use email marketing um once you get them on your list do you like off, how often do you probably email or do you email only when you have a sale i could do a lot better on email marketing um i do have like email marketing list and um i'm not as good as at sending emails out as often but I know that is something that works, and I've done it yeah. in the past. But recently, I just haven't um, done it so much. But yeah. I do, I do understand the importance of it. And in the past, when I had social media marketing clients, I was always on them about sending a weekly newsletter or sending a daily newsletter or something. Just popping up in your customers' inbox every week or every day is so important because sometimes people forget about your products and when they're getting like a every day it's like you know when you're dating somebody in the beginning stages and they send you a good morning text like it's like okay yeah. send you say good morning text. <laughs> yeah. yeah i know i remember you posting something about wix um because that's one of the platforms that you use and i remember you posted something about how they had like this follow-up thing where you could like send emails to them you want to tell uh the listeners a little about uh, a bit about that because I know some people probably sleep on Wix um, as like a, a website to use for their business, but you have been um, doing really well on it. How long have you been running your website on Wix? Okay, so I love Wix, and every time I talk to people, people are always like, "Oh my God, Wix gives me so much trouble," but I love Wix. Um, previously, I'm an OG entrepreneur, so previously I've been I've used pretty much like every platform, but yeah. I think I was using like Big Cartel, like. <laughs> You know, that was like so old school, big cartel. And so I moved, I used to run a brand called The Daily Virgo. And um, that was where I housed Big Cartel. So I knew when I started a new brand that I did not want to do Big Cartel. And I saw Wix. And I love that Wix integrates everything for you for a monthly or yearly fee. So I pay for my domain yearly. And I pay for my, um, my website is integrated through that, like my um my um domain email is housed through that monthly and and most of the things that are added on it's like a monthly fee and i love this because my marketing um emails are integrated to that i don't send um marketing um like a newsletter weekly but what wix allows is like in the back end whenever a customer purchases about two or three days later they'll receive an email um that's a coupon and it will say, you know, thanks for shopping with us. Here's a coupon. It also allows me to um, integrate it like a, a bandit cart feature. So if somebody is on my website and they forget about it or, you know, abandon their cart, it'll come back maybe seven hours or eight hours later and say, hey, here are these things in your cart. So I love Wix. I have no problems with Wix. They are so easy. Um, It's easy to, you know, integrate any type of, thing that you can on any other website like Shopify or um, I'm not sure what other platforms people are using 
but <laughs> they have um, a app. So when customers come on my website, I'm able to like chat directly with the customer right from the app. Yeah. Um, the app also tells me when I have a new order. Um, it's really easy. I love Wix. I'm like a Wix advocate. Yeah, <laughs> they they yeah. definitely sound. Um, almost basically mirrors what um Shopify does, but Shopify is more so like for e-commerce, um, businesses that are like more product. Um, but I feel like Wix is really good for like a service-based business as well. Um, also, I just wanted to know, and then so you can tell everybody like what or do you have a ads budget um monthly? And is it um, realistic for other business owners to basically um, start start small with the ad budget or, you know, just go out the gate and just go like, All right, I'm, I got a thousand on it every month and I know I'm going to make my money back type thing? Um, I would say start large. Like, don't start small. You can't. Um, but on like I have a marketing ebook um, where I detail this, but be smart about your money. Um, a lot of people, I would tell people who haven't been in business for almost six years, scare money, donate money. You need to invest money into marketing. Like, period. You can't have, there are so many seasons and periods in business, but if you're always having new clients, you're always, you know, marketing your business, you won't experience those slow periods. Um, yeah. What I would say is a $600 to a $1,000 budget monthly is realistic, and that is what I have for myself. Um, <clears throat> eventually, I want to get to, like, a $5,000 budget. I want to get to, like, a $10,000 budget. Mm-hmm. I've worked with customers in the past. Like, when we were originally, when I had my agency, I had customers. Uh, we worked with one influencer. She charged us originally $10,000 at the time, and we talked her down to eight. And, you know, that 8000 that was invested into, my, into her just promoting our brand for that weekend, she made, um, my customer made, like, 25000 back. So, wow. Um, yeah, like, it pays for itself. Like, when um, I usually set aside about six to $1,000 a month, and I would say I make, you know, that back three, four, five, six times sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's worth it, too, because... You know, you always need to find new customers. Um, some people think that they can put out, you know, a hundred dollars, fifty dollars, and um, that's gonna bring them to customers. Like, no. And then you have to really know what your objective is when you're marketing. Yeah. Are you just trying to get on your mailing list? Are you trying to get customers? Are you trying to get um, people on your website? Like, what are you trying to do? So that depends on what you're trying to spend. For me, when I think about, you know, marketing, like I ran an ad yesterday. Um, I wanted people on my mailing list, and I wanted new sales. Um, I made my ad that I spent. I only spent $160 on this ad, and I made $1,000 back. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you have to know the, the people to go to, and you can't be scared about money and be think you know, money is simple and energy. So you can't think that, oh, you know, I'm going to hold on to this $200. And it's going to make me $400. Like, no, you have to put that money out into the world, find some more people, and that $200 that you invested can turn into $2,000. Um, trying to get some people to understand this is hard. They just think that people are going to find their business outside of the sky, and it's just going to fall in their lap. I'm like, 
people don't like I read something on Facebook the other day, this customer um this guy who owns a business, he said something like, um, businesses that are struggling, they don't have any problem. You have a sales problem. Like mm. it's all it's millions of people, it's billions of people in the world. You just you just need to go find your clients. Yep. Um yeah, like that's just my take on it as far as social media marketing. I would say, you know, if you have a if you have only a budget of two hundred dollars a month, if realistically speaking, you only have two hundred dollars a month. And I find that hard to believe. I'm not in anybody's pocket, but there are so many ways to make money. Say it may not be the most glamorous way, but say if somebody wanted to make a thousand dollars a month to invest into marketing. How can you make a thousand dollars? You probably can do something from home. You can do Uber Eats. You can do um, DoorDash. DoorDash. <laughs> you can literally use that stream of income to promote, like, um, to put money into marketing. Say you make a thousand dollars a month from um, Postmates or whatever, and then you put that directly into your business. That's going to you ten thousand dollars a month. Like, yep. I'm not sure if everyone thinks like that, but it's just a sacrifice. Or if there's somewhere in your life, maybe you can cut back on eating out or maybe you can cut back on one or two trips that you may be taking this summer and, you know, put that money into marketing. That may be that may be your income for the whole summer. So, yeah. You know. I definitely think people don't think like that anymore. I feel like they're allergic to hard shit. Like, um, oh, that's hard. That's too much work. Oh, I'm embarrassed. To, you know, to be picking up other people's food and delivering it. And it's like, nah, that's money. I'll, it don't matter. Like, long as you ain't doing nothing illegal at this point, anything that can make you money, like, I'm doing it. I've done the most simplest task for, like, 10 bucks for, you know, 15 Girl. minutes of work. But a lot of people Girl. are not <laughs> built for the, yeah, they're not built for the nitty-gritty, tedious things. And it will show <laughs> when they, you know, when they get a real business. Like, sometimes you got to go through the mud to come out clean. And a lot of people are just yeah, not, entrepreneurship not built for that. Um, entrepreneurship is not easy. A lot of people feel like, oh, you know, I'm not getting these results. But are you really working hard? Are you, you know, exasperating every area in your business? Are you trying to make money every way you can? Um, and that's just. You know, I tell people all the time, people are like, oh, you know, how much do you invest? I wrote an entire ebook on my whole marketing plan. And people are, oh, you know, can I start off $100? I'm like, no, they're like, well, I don't have the money to invest. I say, you gotta find the money. <laughs> like, <laughs> unless you are physically like disabled and you can't take on any other, you know, tasks, I understand that. Or you have, yeah. you can't find a babysitter, I understand that. But, you know, you have to find either a way to decrease your expenses and come up with the ad money or increase your expenses, increase your income by finding something else. Um, maybe, maybe you can cook and you're able to bake and that's going to bring you the extra thousand dollars monthly. You don't even have to go to, uh, you know, an influencer. You can do old school marketing. Like when I first, first started my business, um, I put an ad into a directory. That was only $10 a month, but it brought me, you know, 10 clients. That's 10 clients I didn't have. I'm paying $1 per client. So, you know, you can maybe find um, a newspaper, a local newspaper, and see how much it is to put an ad in the newspaper. You know, you can go to uh, literally printing out flyers in Mm -hmm. places. Like, 
if money is an issue, you got to still find a way to get customers to find your business. So, yeah. And I know you have um, a love-hate relationship with Twitter, but (laughs) (laughs) what advice would uh, you give someone who is kind of just starting out and wants to market their business on Twitter? Do you have any advice for them? Um, I think Twitter is a great platform for information. Um, that's one of the things, even though, um, I get a lot of flack on Twitter for my opinion, I'm an opinionated person. That's just, you know, life. Not everyone is going to be happy with what I have to say, but I'm still going to say it. (laughs) But, um, what I would say is somebody who is new on Twitter, start and you want to get noticed or you want people to follow your brand. How can you show information? How can you share information? Maybe one thing that's really big on Twitter is the thread. So I love the threads because Twitter used to be 160 characters. So, you know, if he says something, it's only 160 characters. But now you can add on a thread and mm-hmm. so elaborate on that part. Like, it's no longer, you know, the sky's blue. You can go into why the sky's blue. And you can write a whole thread, which is like a story. <laughs> and yeah. then shared on many platforms. Um, if, you, if you're big on another social media, say, Instagram is where all your all your people hang out and you have like 10,000 followers on Instagram. What I see a lot of people doing now is like screenshotting their tweets and then putting them in their stories or putting them on their page. Yep. So now it's like people know, hey, I'm over on Twitter too and they can follow you on Twitter. So it's really, yeah. I love Twitter. It's really an easy way. Um, I think Twitter has always been fun for me. I'm a writer by nature, so I love to story tell. I love to talk. And so... That's just me talking to myself on there and then people all of a sudden start to follow me and then follow me and they're like, oh, I don't like this girl's opinion and then they unfollow me, then they come back and it's just, yeah, but I think that it's really, it's not easy to build um, yourself on Twitter unless, if you're good with words, I think so. If you're a writer, you're good with words, you know how to story tell, then that's your jam. If you're somebody who is good at pictures and not so much words, then, you know, stay on the other platforms. Yeah, I've definitely done that, like, screenshotted some of my tweets and, you know, take it over to Instagram or Facebook. And it definitely helps uh, because I've got, like, a lot of saves from doing stuff like that. And I've seen a lot of people, hell, I've seen someone turn a whole journal into their tweets. So (laughs) it definitely... yeah, it definitely can can be a good place to um get get some shit popping or go viral. <laughs> In this case, what everybody want to do. Um, my yeah, last question for you. Oh, you got something else to say? <laughs> I love what you're saying. It, it it's relatively easy if you have like a third and you're giving information for you to go viral. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you just need the right person to see it, and then you know. Yeah. <laughs> or say something, or something that people don't like. I never tried to go viral. <laughs> I never tried to go viral. But it's like my tweets where people are like upset about, um, that's when the viral just like happened. Yeah. <laughs> so what is like the number one question you get in your inbox? Hmm. That's a tough one. The number one question I probably get is, um, can you help me write a book or can you tell me how to put my book out on um, Amazon? Probably can you help me write a book? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, 
20 times a day. And I'm like, okay, here is how you read a book. And then they're like, disappear for that. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy because people will ask that question. They always ask, how can you help me? And then when you give them the tools, uh, it's like they disappear. And we both experienced this. It's more like uh, right now, you know, everybody's talking about different type of cultures. This is a hand-holding culture. They want you to hold their hand throughout the entire process, and then they don't want to pay you. Um, and that shit ain't going to fly over here. <laughs> so um, I'm going I'm to need y'all to, if y'all going to jump in the inbox, be ready to work. Uh, at least and then you know another thing is if you're going to say can you help me write a book I usually ask well have you write have you written anything yet like do you have a chapter like you don't come ask somebody can they help you write a book and you don't even have any words ready on the paper yet um because that's the hardest part like start like if you come with come to me with a manuscript or at least five chapters all right maybe we can do something then but if you come with nothing I don't I don't know what you expect to get (laughs) Yep, that's literally in my intake form when I take both pregnant clients. Um, I ask them, have you started your book? Why haven't you finished your book? You know, with both of us, we both literally wrote our books. And, you know, that was how we originally connected because we both were authors. Um, We wrote our books. We, you know, self-published. Before I even put my first book out, I I spent a year studying the industry. I studied... Mm -hmm. um, you know, what was hot, I looked at the top writers, I looked at their um, criticism, I looked at the good things people said about them, I looked at, you know, the cover, like, I really, really studied before I put my first book out, because I knew that, you know, your first book is like your first impression to the world, and so I was like, I'm not going to hire, I'm not going to sign to a publishing company, I can do this myself, so as you said, people are just intimidated by hard work and there's no it may seem in today's world that people get successful quickly but people put in work you know you may see somebody very successful at 36 but they could have been working on their business since 18 like me I've literally I've been an entrepreneur since I was 18 um I've had some failed businesses and so when you see people successful at you know 35 37 40 They've been putting in work for 20 years, so it's not like, you know, they just woke up. You're just getting to know them. You, It just seems like, oh, this person just went on this show, or this person just put out this product, and now everybody knows them. But, you know, behind the scenes, they could have been literally working hard for 20 years until, you know, something stuck. It's hard work that'll get, you know, people to that next level. This segment is called Q Money Bag Thought of the Week. And I want to tell you guys about a Facebook post um, I posted this week, and it said, you are inconsistent and it shows. Um, I got a lot of comments, mainly gifts, <laughs> of people feeling attacked, uh, raising their hands, saying you're talking to me next time at me. It was like very hostile <laughs> in my comment section, but I was just kind of verbally uh, putting into writing what I had seen um, from just working with different people. They always say, Oh, well, my business is not flourishing. Oh, well, this, well, you're inconsistent. And because your business is not flour, uh, flourishing, that's why. And that's why I said, and it shows. So what, you, what is your take on <laughs> that statement that I made this week on Facebook? 
<laughs> I think I love that post because it was like, I think I wrote love that post and I'm not sure if I commented on it, but I was like laughing so hard when I saw it because it's so true. Like, you know, you can't do something once a week or show up every few months and think that you're going to get some sales. But like, I, I know a lot of people who are like that or, you know, they want to throw out a product and think that it's going to make them a whole bunch of sales. Like, you have to be consistent. As I mentioned before, I've been in business for six years. Every day, good or bad, I show up. I'm show, I'm sharing a project. I'm yeah. sharing, you know, something that I'm selling. Believe it or not, people are not always worried about us. So they forget if you're not putting your products out, if you're not getting in their face, if you're not getting in um, customers' faces every day, they're going to forget about you and go to the next thing. I've learned that with just even with um, my new venture into journaling. I've been selling the pre-made journals that I've um, developed. I've been selling one every day. Um, It's been a little over a week that I've been doing the pre-made, and I've made one or two sales every day just by showing up every day. Yeah. You know, that's so small. Even if somebody wants to start small, and my book on um, how to make 10K in 90 days, I talk about having one sale a day. Uh-huh. Just one sale a day. If you want to have a 120, 125 that you make every day, you know, you'll reach that 10K in 90 days. But people get so, you know, break their goals down. They, you know, they're like, oh, I need to do all of this. You can do it step by step by just showing up every day, finding one customer every day. Yeah, but, and then... Know, and not only that is um, consistency. I've said this before, but consistency looks different for everyone. Like I understand that some people have a nine to five. I understand that people have small kids at home or I understand that people, some people work night shift, but consistency uh, for me will look different for you. Like my consistency is me getting up in the morning and maybe journaling. And then I schedule all of my posts so that it still looks like I showed up every day. To me, that is being consistent as hell because even though I'm not, you know, manually going in and posting it, I've had my stuff scheduled for where they kind of auto post. And regardless if I was to take two weeks off, um, it, you wouldn't be able to tell because it'll still look like I'm showing up. I could be on a fucking beach someplace, sipping some Hennessy, and my posts are just scheduled and ready um i may not be engaging completely but it still looks like i'm showing up but i was actually on vacation so don't be like don't feel like oh my gosh i have to post every day but find out what your consistency looks like for you and your business and it could definitely just be maybe going live once a week it could be hey oh i showed up on 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 twitter um and i made three threads this week and that can be what your consistency is um but i think the biggest thing that that we want people to understand is it like you just have to do it um don't overthink it don't don't uh, burn yourself out just you you have to do it when you think of something like you just have to put that shit in motion um no second guessing or you're going to be sitting in the same spot <laughs> next year like damn the whole year done went by and I ain't did shit. I ain't accomplished shit. My business ain't moved. I didn't learn anything new. Um, mm-hmm. So get out there and get it, y'all. <laughs> and, I and agree. Um, <laughs> I agree. I think people overwhelm themselves. Like you said, consistently, consistency looks different for everyone. So it doesn't have to be like try to be consistent at one thing. So, yep. And last year I said, 
The only thing that I was consistent at doing every day, all year, once a day, was journaling. It was mm. simple as that. Yeah. Journaling at least every day. And I try to, even if you can find, for me, journaling every day, that was consistently because I can look back today and literally go look at, what's today's date, February 20th, and see what I said last year. And I'm like, okay, this is what I was going to do last year. I got past that. Whatever I'm going to do today is easy. So even if you find something as simple as maybe adding one new customer a day to your mailing list or posting one thread, like you said, posting a couple threads a week, like find one thing that you can do consistently, consistently and then build from there. You don't have to do a whole bunch of things consistent and then, you know, overwhelm yourself. Start yeah. with small things. And, um, you know, with me allowing me to journal consistently last year, that inspired me to create my own journal in the beginning of the year. And then that inspired me to be consistent with helping other customers do their journal. So maybe something small that you start as far as, you know, writing down um, maybe your to-do list every day and getting everything on your to-do list done. And not overwhelming yourself. Just maybe write three things you need to get done today. And then doing that every day. By the end of the week, you have accomplished over 20 things. Yep. So, you know, small things. That's how I break the way I schedule my week. In the beginning of the week, I write out everything I need to get done that week. And then I split it up to three things a day. And then by the end of the week, I've accomplished 20-something things. And by the end of the month, I've accomplished uh, close to 100 things. And it, it seems like, you know, I've done a lot, but I've done it in small increments. Yeah. So, you know, it seems like a lot in the end. And it always well, looks it, good. A lot. When, yeah, it always, it, it, it's a good feeling when you can look back, like, on January and all the things you've written um, down um, that you checked off, that you accomplished. It's just, this, it gets, you know, you get this, like, warm feeling, like, damn, girl, you did that. Like, <laughs> so it's like, you know, now February is a short month. It was like, now, if I did all that in January, now I know what I can accomplish <laughs> in February. So, um, <laughs> uh, February, I only have, what, nine more days? But yeah. I already said, oh, you know, these nine, these next nine days, I, I do better probably at the end of the month because it's mm. time to, okay, you know, this cross turn, I only got 10, you know, nine more days. I'm about to kill it. So, yep. <laughs> and that's good. So I hope like you guys took away, uh, a lot of information, some inspiration, some motivation from this episode. In India, I want you to just tell everyone where they can find you in these internet streets. Okay, so I am India Lindsay on Facebook. I am at India Lindsay on Twitter. That's my professional account. I don't really tweet on that. Sometimes I am on India Almighty, but if you are sensitive, do not follow me because this is not <laughs> I talk about business, everything, life on my personal platform, you know, um, but I do talk about business. And on Instagram, I'm not really on Instagram, but I'm India Almighty on Instagram, too, and India Almighty on Instagram. So, you know, I'm all over these internet streets, you know. My company website is www.gettherightsearch.com. And I, you can find my journals, my books, my ebooks, all on Amazon under India Lindsay. 
All right. So I'm super glad that you joined us, even though it was a little early in the morning. I had to get the little frog out to voice. But we made it happen. <laughs> and this has... <laughs> so um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure you go follow India. And again, girl, just thank you so much. So until next time. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing. Don't forget to leave a review. If you have any questions, you can email me at hello at cinquantacocksmith.com. Feel free to visit my websites, www.cinquantacocksmith.com and www.coinsandconnections.com. You can follow me on Instagram at cinquantacocksmith and at coinsandconnections. Feel free to visit my free Facebook group. It's called Books Plus Business Support Network. And I love you more than I love this podcast. Peace.